I just didn't really know why. Like I felt like I was so caught up in my emotions to be able to like step back and see what was going on because of course we were always together. Hello everybody and welcome to my first ever podcast. I'm so excited for this because you know this Gemini loves to talk. Not always to everyone but to the people that I care about and value their opinions and honestly that extends to all of you who have shared a part of my life and been such a big part of it as well with even your comments, having conversations with you guys on Instagram, on YouTube. And today's podcast is just going to be more of an update of how I've been feeling, spirituality, and most of all moving to Montreal and living with my partner for the first time in my life, really sharing a home with someone, which is feels so much more different than just like visiting your significant other or having them visit you in your space, but really combining those two and the types of emotions, compromises, and also some fights that I've been going through. And I know you guys also have asked about like how Andrew and I have met. So today I am going to answer all of that. And before I start, I just want to extend a huge grateful thank you to Ashley from Your Mom Ashley for even inspiring me and also encouraging me to do this. Thank you so, so much. And I'll be waiting for your visit in Montreal. I have some makeup in front of me because I don't know, I've never done this before. So I thought like maybe I should have some things to do with my hands because I'll be posting this on like Spotify and Apple, but also I wanna do this on YouTube as well. Where shall we even begin? Today is Tuesday, September 21st or 22nd, I believe. And it has been my first week and a half living together. Ugh, let me tell you, the past week has been quite a roller coaster of emotions. I would say Andrew and I are very compatible with each other. Well, a little backstory about how we met. So I just graduated from university, five years of my bachelor's of design, and Andrew's currently studying at Concordia in communications. And um, last summer, I came to Montreal to do an internship at Studio Baia, and we have mutual friends. So Essentially, when I was having dinner with my friend Jen, we ended up driving around afterwards to visit her friend Grant and Andrew lives on the same street. I really, really had to pee and they were texting him to like come out and hang with us or like let us come in, but he was just like being such a hermit and being like, oh, I can't, like my apartment's not ready yet. Like he just moved in maybe like a month ago, but I guess he was like, I don't know, making excuses or whatever, but I was like, honestly, I really gotta go pee. So I don't even care. I was like, what's his apartment number? I just rang his apartment. It buzzed me up and I just like ran up the stairs. I was like, hi, can I use your bathroom? And honestly, my first impression of him, I guess because I was hanging out with like Asian friends, I just assumed it would be an Asian guy, but he was an Asian. So that was my first impression. Yeah, really, really deep, right? Mm -hmm. And then as we were like chilling in his apartment with three of our other friends, him and his friend Grant were like doing some type of code or I don't forget. Oh, they were doing processing and Grant was like giving him advice. And I don't know, he just used the words bro. And I just thought he was kind of bro-y, so. <laughs> I was more of like an introverted self. Like I didn't really try 
to talk to him or anything because I feel like naturally I'm like pretty friendly person but sometimes to guys it can come off as like a bit flirty so I try to really refrain from doing that when I first meet a guy and then if we become more comfortable and friendly then I'll treat them like similarly as how I treat my girlfriends because bruh I've been literally elementary school I got dragged at Muskoka camp because I was like according to these like group of girls who are all my friends they like sat me down had an intervention and they were like Leah you're like talking to all of the boys that we like like you're flirting with them like why are you doing this to us and basically they just made me feel so bad that I was like crying at this like overnight one week trip in grade I don't even know grade seven and I think after that I just tried to um be a bit more distance with guys like I didn't really have too many like close guy friends until um university and I guess like guys in design school are pretty different like high school guys at my high school was pretty jockey I feel like and Seb was like the only guy that I met who was like really into art and had similar interests as me and like liked watching YouTube as well but aside from that like he is not an accurate representation of the demographic of my high school and if you don't know Seb he was um like my first long-term boyfriend that i could actually call a best friend because guys before that i don't know if it was just like superficial or me not really knowing what i wanted in a relationship but they they were definitely more like learning experiences and of course that relationship was also a huge learning experience too who was i going with this oh yeah guys in design school i don't know chill also like art basically just have like similar interests so maybe that's why i had more friends male friends there and now i would say my friend group is pretty even like 50 50. speaking of the devil he just came home i'm filming my podcast thank you um i was talking about you and how we met i just started um but look this is a kettle that andrew just picked up on his way back from the osteopath because andrew broke my kettle <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we were looking on Facebook Marketplace for one, and then when you message, the girl's like, are you Leah's boyfriend? Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> she ended up giving us this kettle for free, which was really sweet of her. I traded her a sticker sheet. Did she get it? Yeah, she was like, oh my god. Which I don't think she, she didn't open it. Like, when I gave it to her, I just said Leah has, like, a little surprise for you, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I hope she likes it. And I was actually really sad about Andrew breaking my kettle because it was a gift from my cousin when I first moved to university like into my dorm and obviously it's just a kettle but like it's really sentimental to me and like the model of this kettle they don't make it anymore so I'm like ugh, I don't like these other kettle types so this one is kind of like the updated Sultan kettle right yeah but now it's also special to me because it's gifted to me by her there you go so and it's like me being gifted as I move into Montreal so yeah, it's like a new beginning yeah new, new kettle I know <laughs> I know it's literally just a kettle and people are gonna be like what the fuck Leah why are you mad about it but I don't know I'm a very sentimental person when it comes to like random objects like I don't like expensive things I like useful things mm. 
Yeah, how was your osteo? Oh, it was so good. She was so proud of me for improving Aww, so hard. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. And I told her about the no phone thing and she was like so stoked about it. Wow, yeah. Andrew's doing a one week phone free cleanse because when he was drunk at the park with his friend, they decided, After watching The Social Dilemma. Yeah, watch that guys on Netflix. They decided to switch phones. So Andrew has his friend's phone without the password and his friend has his phone also without the password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did a little bit of a vlog too on my way there so oh, have you have some did? content too yeah okay yeah because because sam his friend was like so excited he's like oh i could totally see this as a youtube video like taking your boyfriend's phone away for a week and then i was like okay well if you guys want me to make a youtube video out of it like you have to film stuff yeah. like yeah. <laughs> it's just so unnatural like it's like i'm starting to appreciate your ability to just speak in front of a camera i don't understand why but like it just feels so unnatural like i took like two or three takes for like every little clip yeah it's honestly it's really hard like getting into it i think that's why when i got like stopped doing youtube while i was in germany it was really hard for me to get back into it as well because you do kind of have to make it a habit to like remember to pull out your phone and film these things which i don't really mind doing anymore um because like most of the time when I hang out with people like now I'm way more open about like oh I do YouTube and I don't have to feel like embarrassed that like oh people are gonna judge me or whatever like everyone here is super nice and really open-minded and it was really sweet like when we were out with Andrew's friends like Max was like asking me about it as well yeah. so it's yeah. fun to just like talk about it as like like a job that you do like how I would ask other like him about med school or something yeah it's you know? a totally viable career path in this day and age it's just new so people aren't used to like thinking about it in that way i guess right yeah, yeah. and i think before too like i talked about this with mary i think i maybe when i was in germany because it was a new environment i was also a bit more like insecure of what i wanted to do and that was something that i felt like wasn't cool or like wasn't something that everyone did because like bauhaus is an art school that's like very I don't know i feel like it's chill like i wouldn't say it's pretentious like it's pretentiously chill <laughs> don't spit at my face but i feel like if someone were there trying to take like ig pics or something like that they would be seen looked at as super extremely superficial which is always something that i don't want people to see me as that just because i put content on the internet yeah. but then of course now i feel like just as you get older, as years go by, like you always start to feel more comfortable in who you are, what you're doing. And when you yourself like really um, come into terms of like, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. Like, this is a path that really um, like makes me feel fulfilled because I get to like talk with you guys and hear your feedback or like sometimes like people message me for advice and we'll literally just like have a conversation on IG and like that to me is so special and like extremely surreal because you guys are all, all different parts of the world. Yeah, seriously. How many yeah. friends do you have in Montreal especially? I'm just gonna go get my laptop so I can stop making noise. Okay, thanks. Okay, going back to talking about living with another person, like some backstory is like I grew up as an only child with a single parent who's always at work, my mom. And even though like now I have a sister, Avery she's in Beijing with like my dad and my stepmom so like I don't usually get to see her and I don't ever like calling her my half-sister because 
it just seems very like almost a bit detached and like i love her so much i would never be like this is my half sister like no nah, she's like legit my sister okay like shut up basically grew up having a ton of time by myself like my mom would always go to work really early and i would eat breakfast by myself i get changed by myself like as young as maybe like seven, so like second grade. And I'd like wait by my window. This is when I lived in Vancouver, like in Newestminster on 12th Street and 6th Avenue. If you're there, there's these like two yellow condo buildings. So I lived in those, but I would stare, like sit at that window and I'd wait to see my friend, my classmate's mom push her stroller over with like her sisters. And then I would like run through the apartment and then meet them at the door on the further side. So then I joined them to walk to school together. And then like when I came home, I would always like go on Neopets. Like I'd eat snacks by myself at home. I'd watch TV by myself. And then later on that turned into like watching stuff, playing piano, and then also like doing homework. But basically I had a lot of chill time all by myself ever since I was little. And I don't know if I'm like introvert or extrovert because I like I seriously need both. And it's funny because I saw this meme for Ian ENFPs where <laughs> I shared it on my IG story at Leoway underscore underscore. Um, but it's basically like it's like a family guy meme or something, but it's like on Noah's Ark where um, Noah and this elephant and a penguin are all staring at this animal that's come up with a penguin's body and an elephant's head and they're like, what the fuck is that? And the elephant is like labeled as extrovert and the penguin is introvert. So basically, I just very much feel like a weird balance between or a like I'm either introverted or extroverted, but I need like I seriously need to have both to be able to function normally and maybe that's also like amplified by being like a gemini that lives between dualities or needs duality to thrive and while i was in toronto i like really got into a good rhythm of that um in my last month in the city in one week i would go out on the weekends i would hang out with my friends like friday saturday sunday monday or sunday and then monday tuesday wednesday thursday like those more in between the week time, I would just like buckle down and do nothing but edit and only like leave my room for food. And of course, if you're living alone, well, I had roommates, but I'm like, basically feels like I'm living alone. You're really like undisturbed. And I kind of love that. Like, I don't like having a day where I'm like half doing work and half having fun. Like, I just love having a day that's just like, fuck all, all I get to do is have fun. I don't have to worry about any responsibilities. And then I like having days where I really like hermit into my room and just edit nonstop, do emails, everything that I need to do. So of course coming here where this is a one bedroom apartment and both of our desks are in the living room, like face to face, or I guess back to back, no face to face. It's really disturbs like the regular day-to-day -day schedule that I had like fallen into that really worked for me. So I think because everything that was really like stable and working for me got totally flipped upside down moving here, I became like way more stressed, way more irritable the past week. I just didn't really know why. Like I felt like I was so caught up in my emotions to be able to like step back and see what was going on because of course we were always together. And I think that really affects my own mode of reasoning because I'm like affected by the energy of someone else, what they say. And 
a lot of times I'll probably end up talking more. And I think when you're expelling a lot of output into the world, you don't really have much time to like think about input and process everything that you're feeling. So finally, like after seven days of being in this apartment, basically together all the time, on Friday, he went out to meet up with a few of his friends. And that night was seriously the most freaking digging fun night ever, okay? Like regular being alone time didn't even hit as much as that time because it felt so amazing. I felt like I was on vacation and like not to shit on Andrew because I love him so much. Like I just really enjoy my time being alone. and. That applies to whether I'm living at home, staying with my mom, or with any other previous partner I've had. Like, we need alone time, okay? And I think also because of COVID, like, he's not going to school. All his classes are online. He's not going to the gym. So that night, I just realized I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, all I really need is just time to be fully alone and not necessarily like time that I spend going out to see friends or whatever because even when I went out for dinner like a few nights ago I feel like because I never had time to recharge alone at home I couldn't really be my full self around my friends I feel like I was also bringing that type of like anxiety to my dinner I mean it wasn't like horrible but I, I mean I still had a lot of fun but you know what I mean you know you're just not really your full functional self at first I really thought like I was the only one experiencing this because I'm super vocal with my emotions I don't like hold anything in if I'm feeling this I'm like seriously feeling it and I need to get it off my chest which is why I'll like if I need to, I cry. If I need to complain, I'll complain. I mean within reason of course but with Andrew he's someone that like I think also because of like traumas he's had when he was a kid, like he doesn't want to burden other people. But for me, like it just felt like, oh, so I'm only the only person in this apartment who feels like they're not getting enough alone time that basically has an issue with the way we're currently living because he was always trying to be optimistic and be like, oh, things are gonna be okay, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, optimism is great, but I was like, okay, so basically I'm the only one who feels a bit claustrophobic here, then I guess the only solution for me is to move and find my own room or my own flat. And then last night we talked about it some more and I was like, can you please like actually just like express to me exactly how you feel? And at first it was like, well, I just like, I want to be positive, like I don't want to manifest any negativity but then it turned out to more of like oh I'm afraid to share these negative thoughts because what if it actually perpetuates them and then we end up not being together so I was like no like actually it did the complete opposite because I felt like wow I'm actually not the only one feeling claustrophobic so we're on the same page we're experiencing the same thing and thus we can move forward with an actually like actionable plan that can resolve how stuck that we're feeling essentially so we talked about how can we set boundaries for ourselves but also help to create personal space for others and I don't know if you're into astrology or not, but I've recently been loving it as a way to like reflect on myself and just different parts of my personality. And both of us are have Aquarius moon. And to me, Aquarius are kind of like the loner, not loners, but they're very like individual and they usually also really need to have their alone time. And we both have that moon in us. So we really like to be fully alone. Some of the things that we were saying to each other, I was like, okay, well, 
maybe you can go for more runs or go to the park or we can both take turns spending a day or two working at a library or a cafe so that at least we can make space for the other person to have their recharge time alone at home because both of us usually work at home but I think in order to cohabit peacefully like we also need to compromise and like help each other out by like us going to the library to work one day for example. Doing these steps are really important for each other to maintain a healthy relationship. Yeah, it's so important for me because I would say I'm probably more of like a flighty person in a relationship. Like if there's a problem that I feel like, oh my God, there's no solution or the other person doesn't really want to help find a solution. Like my instinct is to be like, okay, like I wanna go, like I wanna leave and that is really shown through like me just like going on Facebook marketplace and being like, okay, I need to find a room. I need to find my own space, blah, 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 for this to work out. Whereas like last night when we just sat down and I was like, okay, can you like, please really share with me honestly how you feel then when both of us are showing our true thoughts, our true fears, then that's when we can come to a solution that actually fixes the root of the problem. So instantly after that, I just like felt so much better and like one of the actionable things that I will be doing is waking up earlier because he really likes to sleep a lot so I'm going to start waking up my goal is 6 a.m my friends I started booking my Lingoda classes for 7 a.m starting tomorrow and the day after because before I was doing 9 a.m it helps me so much like now mornings are such a time of tranquility and peace because I feel all alone in this apartment even though Andrew's sleeping in the bed I feel like his sleeping energy still feels like there's no additional energy bouncing around in the house yeah i think mornings will just be like a very sacred me time and one of the plans we want to do is also get a utica stacking bed to replace our sofa so those are like two twin beds that stack on top of each other but you can like dress it up so it looks like a sofa and then that way is like if we ever wanted to if i'm working late like editing late into the night one day and i don't want to disrupt him when i go to sleep i can just sleep in the living room and it just feels like we have two separate rooms so you know that is our solution to working with what we have okay so i've already talked for like 20 minutes now which is kind of crazy like i could really go forever but yeah, I would love to know like what you guys prefer more like short form podcasts or it's like 20, 30 minutes. That's what Ashley does. And I really like them because I can just like pop in my headphones and like do the dishes, do a cleanup session while I listen to her chit chat or like when I'm driving the car, I just feel like there's a friend like, you know, like chilling beside you while you're doing the dishes to just be like, blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes I just like having <laughs> friends um, I don't know if it's like moral support of me doing the dishes, but it's like, I don't even need you to do the dishes or drive the car. I just am grateful for your company. Oh yeah, so you guys also asked about books that I was reading, films that I've been watching. Yesterday we watched the film Yogis of Tibet and I was reading through my message requests today because I really do try my best to like read all my comments read all my message requests even if I can't like get back to all of them. Oh, the girl who gave me the kettle replied or messaged me. Hey Leah, thanks for the sticker. You're so sweet. I was too shy to DM you, but you just gave me the reason to message you. Haha, <laughs> life is magical. I just started watching your videos the other day and you just appeared in my real life. Isn't it crazy? Wow, it truly is. <laughs> I'm gonna respond to her soon, but that's so special. Like that's why 
YouTube makes me so happy because it is a vessel like it's a ship that essentially allows me to sail into other parts of the world and get to talk to everyone or people in my immediate vicinity that I can meet that I otherwise would have never have even met. So thank you all for just coming to my life. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna start crying. Like that's so gross. Yeah, thank you for coming into my life and showing me this like career path that I can take where I can continue exploring all my curiosities while making a living because I'm sharing it with you who also likes watching it. Like it's just a freaking win-win situation and exciting news is that I recently got approached by a management company. So that will really, really help me with finding more um, stable sponsorships for companies that I actually align with rather than me just like not knowing what to do and like waiting to see what companies approach me but usually I don't like any of them whereas like Lingoda for example I was the one who approached them because I like this is something I genuinely really want to do and if I can make it into a sponsorship thing that helps me pay my rent and food then that would be freaking awesome and it did come true and i'd say like that is probably the launching point for me considering doing youtube as a serious occupation and i mean there's like so many other things that i want to do in my life this is just the beginning of it and i always always want to have this to continue sharing this journey that i'm in like i think leah's field notes really just feels like a journal entry or that's how I want to treat it like I'm not very concerned about the number of followers and number of views I have but for me it's a way to kind of share with you guys this unsure journey that I'm on because I know a lot of you guys are also in the same boat same age as me or just like general age where we're all trying to figure out what our path is what is our destiny what is the most fulfilling thing in our lives and yeah i love when you guys message me and keep me updated when covid dies down in montreal hopefully in the spring i want to have the most amazing ginormous picnic with all of you guys hopefully we can make it like a vegan potluck i'm gonna bake so much bread and yummy foods for you guys and we can all just share our creations and paint and draw in the park together that would make my heart feel so full and happy <sighs> yeah and then in the future when i travel because i know for sure i do want to travel around the world I will get to meet tons more of you as well, just like I did while I was in Germany. Okay, totally got sidetracked, but someone messaged me today while I posted the Yogis of Tibet documentary in my IG story. Um, I'm from Tibet, but kind of not because China snatched our country, but that time I was not born, obviously, lol. So that was one person's comment and then Oh yeah, so Kanika, Kanika asked, Hi Leah, please make a video about what you think of Chinese invasion of Tibet and what do other people in China really think about Chinese government occupying Tibet and many more such countries? I have always been so curious about why don't people in China speak up of the deeds their government have done to Tibetans and now other countries. I have a few Tibetan friends and it's heartbreaking to hear what they say that they can't go back to their country. If I had a Chinese friend, I would have asked them all the questions I have, but I believe you would answer them and put down your views or some views on behalf of other Chinese people. Thank you. Have a good day. Both of my dad and stepmom are all Buddhists and they're, I guess they're monk or master monk 
is descends from the line of like Tibetan yogis or Tibetan monks. So in our family, that's something that we totally cherish and love. And my dad has gone to Tibet a few times and worked with the monks there. So for us, it's something like so dear and near to our hearts. And of course, like any culture, any religion in the world that is being invaded and threatened, it's really saddening to me. I think for me, like, I love being Chinese, but I don't align with like everything that the Chinese government does. And I think that applies to like countries around the world, like German people during the Holocaust. I dated someone whose grandfather was essentially had no choice but to join the Nazis force. And these are people who did things because they also wanted to survive. And at the time, of course, propaganda, the government can control what you know or think you know. I think Chinese people do not have anything against Tibetans. The media likes to portray it as Tibetans are revolting in a very like violent way. And like there are violent protests even in the documentary that they talked about, like the monks were saying younger generations are growing restless and they think the passive ways that the Dalai Lama promotes is not helpful, which is why there's a lot of violent incurring, which of course, are provoked, I'm sure, by the Chinese government as well, just like you see in Black Lives Matter, like peaceful protests being provoked. But then again, like there might also be those people like in Black Lives Matter that have no care for the movement and are just coming in to basically disturb the peace and then create more conflict between peaceful protesters and police officers. So I'd say everything's extremely complicated. Also watching the documentary yesterday, one of the quotes that the Dalai Lama talked about was he was in hiding as the 14th um, Dalai Lama and because of the enroachment into Tibet, that's what brought it to this international platform where we have eyes all over the world viewing what is happening and also at the same time learning about the culture and this beauty and like intensity of their practice which is like so incredible you guys should definitely watch the documentary yogis of tibet and i think that is like a really incredible way of looking at it that all these monks have like so much compassion for these people that have created a lot of destruction in their home but like with everything there's that appears to be negative there's a positive side to it as well and everything that appears to be positive will have its negative impacts too so that is my take on the situation. <sighs> I think, yes, it is most important to remain compassionate and of course, do what you can to help other people and know when people are hurting you or treating you in a wrong way, it is a manifestation of bad karma that they have received in the past or maybe their past lives. So whenever you do feel attacked, try your best not to take it personally. And I think that is also the way for you to remain sane as well. Recently, someone that I've been watching on YouTube and supporting for a long time commented on one of my Facebook or Instagram posts that I ended up accidentally deleting when I was deleting another photo and then glitched and it showed the photo I deleted. So I deleted again, but it deleted that photo anyways. But it was such an outburst of a comment basically she was saying that i was like copying her style ripping her off and i thought we were actually like on really good terms because we always would like support and comment on each other's videos but i don't know what changed recently that she felt 
that way, but I was so hurt. I was literally shaking, like my hands felt like they were shaking and my heart rate was so high because when I read the message, I was genuinely so confused. Like, what did I do to make her feel this way and feel so hurt? I'm like, I don't know, is it because I started like creating more French content and she lives in Paris? Like I, I trying to do more art or like what, but she feels like I'm copying her style. And like her thing was like, I've been so kind to you and this is how you repay me. Like, wow, like you should need to go find your own style. Just like a very mean comment that was very confusing because the portrayal of her on YouTube is like super fun, like open-minded, like creative. So I don't know what's going on in her life, of course, but I sent her a super long Instagram post talking about like what inspired me to do that this drawing or like, please elaborate on why you feel this way towards me because I want to know and I don't want you to feel threatened or like plagiarized in any way because I genuinely feel so confused. I think we have very, very different styles. Two of my friends were with me and they were like, oh, she's not shit, like whatever, she's just jealous, blah, blah, blah. Like that was their reactions of like consoling me. <laughs> and I got so annoyed. I was like, please don't say things like that because it doesn't make me feel any better. If I want to feel at peace, I need to try and empathize with what position she's in. Like maybe she's having a really hard time. Maybe something happened in her life. I know before there's been people who tried to plagiarize her. These things that have happened and hurt her in the past made her feel this way towards me and then expelled this like very negative mean energy towards me. And I think a few of you guys saw the comment afterwards and like literally commented on it and being like, what the actual fuck? But it's not there anymore on my feed because I literally accidentally deleted it, but I reposted the picture. Um, but honestly, I'm like kind of glad that I accidentally deleted this photo because I felt like this energy would just like be reminded every time I look at it. So yeah, I guess everything happens for a reason. The best that we can do is to stay not, I don't want to say positive, but like realistic of the situation in that there are positives and negatives to each thing. I don't believe like false force positivity is very helpful for anybody. If there are very negative or difficult things happening in your life right now, I think the best that we can do is to look at both sides of the coin and remember that there are people who care about you and love you so much and the people that you do need in your life will enter when the time is right. And saying that, funnily enough, I just realized like, as she was someone who exited herself out of my life, and this is a person who made me feel very supported in doing YouTube because we're both on the same page. Like that's when I started talking a lot more with Ashley. And I feel like that's like, you know, when one door closes, another door opens. Just like when you lose one friend, you can make a new friend as well. So yeah. I will leave you guys on that note and actually, you know what? I'm gonna do my own epic manifestation as well, like Ashley does. I would say balance in my space and my time here in Montreal in terms of adjusting to living with someone else, adjusting to a new space and more getting into my career as a YouTuber. So I'd like to manifest lots of growth and success and engagement in this area just so I can grow up more. And my ultimate manifestation is to one day save up enough money with all my YouTube 
jobbings and buy a big house with a large garden, maybe in Montreal, maybe in Toronto, who knows. And I want to basically create my own cooperative housing, just like the one that I lived in in Toronto, Toad Lane. I'd like to make my own co-op and get my friend Jade hopefully to help out because she's been so amazing on the board of uh, Toronto's student co-op housing. Yeah, I just want to like build something up that involves my friends, can involve you guys because obviously if I had a co-op, like you could all come live there together and we can all tend to a vegetable garden together, bake together and all have like our own rooms but just have a common space that is warm and loving and know that there are people in the house that really care about you that you can like open the door walk out to loving energy and knock on someone's door when you need help or you just want someone to talk to so that is my epic manifestation for today i hope you guys enjoyed my first ever episode of this podcast i might turn my at least field notes um account that i've just been like redirecting people to my new account name at Leah way underscore underscore. I might try to change that or repurpose that into a podcast so you guys can actually like comment down below or maybe I'll just do a post. You know what? I'm gonna do a post on my main account, something about the podcast or maybe a selfie after me doing all this makeup on my face. I'll probably add some more. And then you guys can comment and talk about what the content is down there and like your responses to it and then I can reply to everyone and get conversating because yeah man like imagine if you start editing doing all these videos podcasts posting them out into the world and no one replies then you probably be like why am I doing this so trust me when I say seriously reading your comments and talking to you guys is the favorite part of doing youtube like trust i'm not lying and i'm not just saying that it is really my favorite thing thank you guys so much for joining me today i hope you have a wonderful amazing day with lots of self-love where you talk to yourself in a positive and encouraging manner just like you talk to all of your friends i want that to be the way you speak to yourself with gentleness and patience okay good bye <laughs>